Locked on Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. And today for our UTSA preview, I got the Texas Homer with me. A lot of great uh, Texas Longhorn content creators and the Texas Homer brings a lot of heat, especially once a week when he gives uh, the game breakdown. So, uh, Homer, you know, I, I got you here with me. A lot of people are calling this a, a trap game against UTSA. Some people have Texas on upset watch. And then some people say uh, no matter who's that quarterback, Texas should blow uh utsa out so uh what are you looking forward to in this game on saturday against utsa yeah it's i mean it's going to be quarterback dependent at some level right if we're going with charles Wright, that is going to limit the passing attack compared to a quinn ewers uh, on the lines there's a huge difference there right they're hurting on offensive line they're down to second third string tackles um and they're ranking towards the bottom if added to the big 12 so defensive line should be really good there our offensive line should do fine. They have a good D line, but our offensive line is they did good against Alabama. So I'm not worried about trenches. I'm not worried about receivers, those kind of things. It would be mostly self-inflicted stuff. And UTSA doesn't roll over, man. Trailer's a, a real coach, man, and built a real culture there. I mean, your second year, you go 12 and two and win your conference. I don't care if it's group of five or not. That's impressive. So they just came off of two really hard games. Uh, Houston, triple overtime loss, Army, overtime win. So is they're either really believing in themselves that they can take it far or they're fatigued. And so you don't know. And so trailers interview that I watched yesterday, <clears throat> he was, he was a little tentative, which surprised me. He was kind of like, yeah, we're going to go out there and try it, But it felt like even he was kind of like we're outmatched here. And so I blow them out. I can't say that if you're playing with Quinn Ewers, I feel comfortable there, but there's so many new variables. Hopefully, Bouchon does play, those kind of things. But they're not going to give up. They've been down in Houston. They were down in Army. They came back. So they'll give you a good game. And if you absolutely overlook them, then they can stay in the game. And Frank Harris, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about Frank Harris. That dude can ball, and, and uh, he can lead you up the field on those kind of like game-tying, game tying, game-winning drives. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm not of the uh, group that thinks that they should blow this team out with, with Charles Wright, uh, who hasn't thrown a collegiate pass yet. I think we should pump the brakes on that one. I do think Texas will win, but I think it uh, definitely will be a good game, at least for uh, three quarters heading into the fourth quarter. You talked about uh, Jeff Trailer's press conference. We'll get into the specifics of the UTSA-Texas game a little bit more after this, but I want to get your thoughts, Homer, um, on another coach's press conference in Sark. And Sark was... Uh, a little sassy with the media yesterday. They were asking him questions about the quarterbacks, and he basically said, there's a reason y'all aren't invited to practice. If I wanted y'all to know who the quarterback was, I would invite y'all to practice. Uh, getting a little testy with the media, basically telling them without telling them, y'all need to stop asking me who this quarterback is going to be. Y'all see at 7 o'clock on Saturday night who the quarterback is. So uh, what do you think about Sark uh, being on offense, getting a little aggressive with the Texas media, asking him questions about who the quarterback is going to be? I like it. He's getting comfortable, man. And he's starting to take ownership. That first year with the media, you have to figure out, you know, there's certain media members that are there for the right reasons and legitimately are like, hey, what's the injury report? Very factual. I need to report it to my audience. There's other media members that have pre-written stories that are trying to jam your quote into some larger context. And you start to figure that out. Um, and so I think he's starting to figure out, you know, uh, who wants the clicks and then and who's doing hard journalism. And so I do like these feel more comfortable there. It's like the Nick Saban press conference. I do think there's a little more confidence after that Bama game uh, in him. But young Sark, this is what's interesting about him. He used to be much more intense 
bordering on cocky when he was young at USC. There's a lot of great stories about, but that's just a young guy in general, right? You're the OC at USC. You're in your twenties. Like when you're in twenties, you're kind of just cocky. And so he always has had that competitive fire. And as he's matured and aged and gone through, he's gone through, he's become more, a little more held back, but that's still in it, man. Like you look at photos in his, like his eyes and game day, he's intense and he's an intense competitor. So I think for us, it's new to see that with Sark, but, that that's who he is and he does have boundaries that at some point he has to establish with the media and so i liked it i think it was a sign of him kind of more coming into his own and taking ownership of the texas program yeah before we get back into uh the preview of the utsa game uh, and i i agree everything you said with sark uh, you have to understand uh especially at a school like texas you know the the media can be uh, a little much at times and so you have to keep that type of storm in control, a la his mentor, Nick Saban, how he does at Alabama. Um, so, like I said, before we get into this UTSA preview, you break down this team and, you know, their opponents each week in very great detail, um, telling us how, you know, their opponents, at least thus far in the non-conference schedule, would do in the Big 12 and how Texas matches up against them with each unit, offensive and defensive. So how would you grade this team if, if you had to give them a letter grade through the first two weeks? How would you grade this team thus far? So for this year, they have not been performing as well as they did last year. But they also started off with 25 Houston. Then you go to Army, which is just a grinding team. Oh, no, Texas. Texas, my bad. Oh, I'm Texas. sorry. Texas, okay. how would you grade Texas through the I'll first two I'll give Texas yeah. right now. Uh, I'd give them – I'd give them an A minus and I lean towards B plus with some of the run blocking run game issues. So somewhere in that range. Okay. So now we could talk about uh, UTSA. Where, where are the strengths and the weaknesses on this team right now? So strengths are going to be a quarterback. Frank Harris is super impressive, uh, can extend plays. Uh, he's accurate when he's not under pressure. He's going to be under a lot of pressure strengths. Of course, I think the biggest strength is that wide receiver room, uh, Cephas, Franklin, DeCorian Clark, all different skill sets, all very talented, all have played together. DeCorian Clark looks like an NFL player, dude. Like he makes some yeah. acrobatic. That's a nice looking player, dude. And so Zakari Franklin kind of reminds me of uh, Worthy and that kind of lean strider that can do it all. Um, not at that full ability level, but physically how they move on the field. Um, so I really like the receiver room. Uh, Defensively, I like their run defense. I like a couple. I like specifically their second string nose and Lamonte McDougal. I think that's an NFL player. Um, and then I like what they do. They bring a lot of pressure on third down schematically. I like weaknesses. I would say 100% their O-line, which then in turn affects their running game and running backs. So they really have struggled to get the ball going and running at all. And we know that when you do that, you're going to limit Frank Harris because we're going to know the pass is coming. And then second is their secondary. So, and Jeff Trailer said yesterday that, hey, that 305 yards passing from Army, that was on me. I purposely sold out to stop the run. Um, so we let them, we weren't going to let them beat us, beat us running it down our throats. So we'll see if that was the case, but Houston moved it pretty well. So you want to attack their secondary on defense uh, in the pass. And then on offense, you want to attack that offensive line and stifle those running backs. Yeah, so I had Josh Neighbors uh, from Locked On Big 12 on the show earlier in the week, and, and I, something he said that really stuck with me was that you can't let uh, Alabama beat you twice. So how does this Texas Longhorns team not allow a tough UTSA team 
to come in and beat them or this Texas team not allow Bama to beat them twice, as he said. I think that's the difference, man. I think that's what we're looking at because the Texas team, remember the jokes this uh, preseason was like, Texas is the type of team to beat Alabama and then lose to UTSA. <laughs> like that was the jokes. And that's because we have seen us play up to competition. And mostly we're talking Herman, not Sark, but uh, even last year. So that that is the test. That is what I'm interested to see is that do we take UTSA just as seriously? To me, it's similar to Louisiana last year. Really good G5 team. Those competing for their conference, great coach, great culture. Napier went on to Florida. So I, I I think that's kind of the similar thing, but can it might be Alabama beats you twice because they injured everybody as well. Um, so <laughs> that's that's where Bama kind of has a lasting effect. But yeah, I, I'm 100% agree with him. I'm looking to see if we can come out with that same intensity. Do the fans with that same intensity? And can we not play up or down or just always kind of play with that Sarkeesian standard. Quick word from Bet Online, and then we're going to talk offensive and defensive game plans with Texas Homer against UTSA. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So, Homer, you talked about uh, Alabama beating you up, uh, and this Texas team is dealing with some injuries. Sark said that Hudson Card, Quinn Ewers, Bijan Robinson, and Deshaun Jameson are all day today. None of us know for sure, and if we ask, Sark will get pissed off at us, but we think that the quarterback starting on Saturday night, Saturday night is going to be uh, Charles Wright, the pride of Austin High, the red shirt freshman uh, who's going to get a chance to beat Jeff Trailer in that UTSA program that you spoke glowingly about in the first 10 minutes. So what is the best way for Sark to attack this defense with Charles Wright at the helm? And I heard you in your breakdown video, you mentioned uh, possibly the Wildcat package with Roshan Johnson as well. So how do you think Sark uh, attacks this defense via the Wildcat or with Charles Wright at quarterback? So I think, you know, I think Sark's always going to try to attack deep, especially with Wright. Maybe early, let him, let's see if he can do it. Right. Let's not assume he can't. If now, if he's making a sketchy throw or something, but um, let's see. Because in high school, he had good deep accuracy. So we want to see if he can do that. But throw short, right? Get into the hands of our faster guys, worthy. See if they can break long runs after that. And then we want to see if the run game can get established. Now they have a good run defense. They just prepped for Army all last week, which is one of the most known rushing attacks there is. So they're going to have that kind of advantage. We might be playing into their strength, and we haven't been great run blocking or getting big yards. We pulled our starters in ULM in the third, and then we played against a great Alabama run defense. So we do want to see if we can run against them. But I think offensively, throw it short, slants, make it easy, and then when Worthy does get behind the defense because they've shown you can get behind them, tell Charles Wright, man, just take take a moonshot. Let, let Worthy treat it like a punt and get under it. You know, it's you don't have to – drop dimes we just have to be effective but i think no matter what sark is going to be aggressive because we thought with alabama he's going to pass short too you know early to get it established no he didn't he's just he's going right at him so i think he wants to put that fear of god in you early no matter who it is that hey you have to defend deep so now we can run so i think you can still take your shots early with charles right and then 
course, Roshan. But Trailer in his press conference said, I was really impressed with what Sark did at Kansas State with Roshan. So he was signaling, like, you're not sneaking up on us. Um, and they just, like I said, Army's an option rushing attack. So that turns us into a rushing attack, option rushing attack. So it'll be interesting, man. I think there's good chess there. And if it is Charles Wright, man, if he can if he can connect on some of those deep shots, then then we can have the full offense. Yeah, you mentioned uh, in your breakdown video and a little bit in this video that the run blocking through two weeks has not been great uh, for the Texas Longhorns. So do you see that as uh, a solvable issue moving forward? Do you think the loss of Junior Angelau, uh is affecting that? What do you think is going on uh, with the run blocking up front um, that hasn't been great thus far through two weeks for the Longhorns? It's been a flip of last year. Like our run blocking was really good last year. Like we were top 35 in the nation for line yards and our pass blocking was awful and it's totally flipped. Our pass blocking has looked really good and our run blockings looked awful. So uh, I think with run blocking, I don't think that we're weak. I mean, literally all of our guys have gotten bigger. So I think that there's just, it's, it's getting unified um, and, making sure everybody knows who to block and we can execute gap schemes, zone schemes. I think it's just, I think it'll come together as the season goes further. I think it's hard to always know your assignment and get your exact block on runs pass blocking. If they're not doing anything crazy, you know, this guy's coming at me, I stop him. But when you have all this pulling stuff and then zones and they're changing their fronts on you in the run game, get a little trickier. So I don't, I don't think it's a size issue. I don't think it's a toughness issue. I think all of our guys are pretty intense. I think it's just probably a coordination issue right now in the run game. Yeah, so on the defensive side, you mentioned they have to come with the same intensity uh, that they did against Alabama. And this is a defense, all, you know, albeit through two weeks, is the 50th defense in the country right now, and they're only giving up uh, 15 points a game, 30 points uh, on the season total. So how can they bring that same effort against UTSA and stop uh, a dual-threat quarterback in Frank Harris? What is the best way to contain him from what you've seen through the research? Yeah, so our defensive line, if they play with that effort, they're going to eat up UTSA's line. Um, and it's not a fault of UTSA. They had a great line last year. They just decimated the injury. Now the trick is you have to stay disciplined, right? <clears throat> so you want to – people think collapsing the pocket or containing someone is like putting a circle around them. It's like a shield. You want it to be tight and on them. And so you want to collapse really in. You don't want to encircle somebody or ensnare them because he'll be able to get out. So as long as they can attack, especially Ovi – you got to stay flat. You can, if you run downfield, any edge runs downfield, Harris can take off. So that's the trick. And then this is the game where I think you can spy Harris with DeMarvion. Um, and so whenever Harris does, he's going to be under pressure and his passing goes down and he almost looks to run first in that situation. So you need somebody watching him. Linebackers have to track him down. Tucker Dorsey's pretty good with his instincts there. So that'll be the biggest key on defense, I think. And, Secondary-wise, Alabama kind of opened up a blueprint where, hey, when you really want to push it on Texas, you need to do quick outs and then hit occasionally over the field. That's what Bryce was dinking and dunking us at the end. Well, they'll do the same thing to us. Um, they did it to Houston whenever they were driving down on them. So don't play soft. If it gets into a close game and they can drive up the field, don't play soft on them. Don't let Because they'll run to the sticks and they'll run right back, and that's what Alabama did. Um, so play good man. They have good receivers. They're still going to make some plays, uh, but play aggressive across the board and then limit Harris as much as you can. And then we want to see those interceptions from Jamison if he plays. We do need to generate more turnovers. We haven't done a good job of that yet. Yeah. 
So thankfully they don't have a, a Jameer Gibbs coming out of the backfield because I feel like that whole last drive, they were just giving it to Jameer Gibbs like Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. And that's such a tough matchup one on one with the linebacker in coverage. He's probably the best pass catching back uh, in the nation. Um, so what type of game do you think we have uh, with UTSA? Uh, on Saturday, do you think this is a high scoring game that Sark is still able to put up a bunch of points with Charles Wright? Or do you think this is a grinded out game? Not saying it's going to be close, but maybe a, a lower scoring game uh, where Texas still is able to win, uh, let's say, by 10 plus points. So do you see both teams putting up a lot of points or this being a lower scoring game than most people think? I see it as lower for right now. If you have Charles Wright and I think um, Frank Harris, that's a good offense, but they haven't been performing at the clip they were last year either. So they're still getting it together. So I think it'll be lower scoring. They also haven't faced a good power five team or what we think is a good power five team. It's still non-con. So I think that'll be adjustment for them. I think they're hurting as well. I think they've been through two emotional games. Texas just came off an emotional game. So I do feel it'll be a little bit more grindy. But if we just go out there and light it up, man, that'll kind of show me that like, all right, Texas is in a different different headspace than we have been the past couple of years. All right, quick word from the Longhorn Real Estate team, and I'm going to ask Homer about his impact players for the UTSA game on both sides of the ball. Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn Real Estate team. And for all your real estate needs in the Austin area, you need to visit www.longhornrealestateteam.com because in a changing, more complex market, you need to work with the top professionals in Austin. And Our data and information-driven approach gives our clients a significant advantage. Decades of experience in all market conditions make us able to achieve the best results for our clients. And our clients for years have outperformed the market, leveraging our proprietary research, information, and expertise, which is now more important than ever. Dwell in Austin and Hill Country Mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn real estate team. And for all your real estate needs in the Austin area, make sure you visit www.longhornrealestateteam.com. Hill Country Mortgages, LLC, NMLS 2324262. Jonathan Sarver, NMLS 993872, equal housing opportunity. All right, Homer. So for Texas to win this game, who are your impact players on offense and defense? Who has to stand out on the offensive side and the defensive side to make sure that Texas gets out of here with the win and starts the season two and one going into Texas Tech? So if it's Charles Wright, Charles Wright has to do a good job. If it's if Bajan plays, it'll have to be Bajan. If not, I think Roshan, right? And we have shots with – it's kind of the whole team, man, because there's options everywhere. So you want Worthy to show out, um, but it's hard with everyone injured. I really don't know. I would say if I had to pick, I would say the run-blocking offensive line unit as a whole. That's what I think the key is to it. Um, and then on defense – you want the edges. Their tackles are really decimated by an injury. So Ovi, Sorrell, if they can get after Harris, the interior guys can contain Harris. Um, I think I think you have a far easier path to a win. All right. So in this scenario, let's say Charles Wright starts against UTSA. Let's say Hudson Carr comes back and he starts against Texas Tech and West Virginia. Let's say Quinn Ewers comes back and he starts against Oklahoma all the way to the Baylor game at the end of the season. In that scenario, does Texas end up in the Big 12 championship game this year, Homer? It's a tough one. I know. I'm putting that pressure on you. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of tech and breaking them down. I'm not sold on their how their offense is moving right now. Um, 
I think you can win that. I think it's going to be a tough environment. West Virginia is kind of backed into a corner and they kind of make me nervous. Cause I can't, like I said, I was saying in the group chat, I can't tell if Kansas, like if them losing to Kansas was just a bad thing or Kansas looks looks pretty better. Yeah. They look better to me, dude. So it's like Kansas might have some wins too. So what are they leading FBS in scoring right now? I think Kansas is. Jalen Daniels is like on the top of all the big 12 uh, quarterback categories. Um, So, so I can't tell if that's just West Virginia is awful or Kansas is improved. So, I say, yeah, man. I say you could even you can afford to drop one of West Virginia in, in tech, and then Quinn comes back and if he plays like he did in Alabama, then yeah, I'm confident that we can get to the Big 12 championship. Yeah, I agree. I think that you can you can't lose more than two games to get there. And so I think, you know, even if we drop one, I think that Quinn can come back and he has one that he can work with. Uh but, you know, I still have confidence in, in Sark, and, and really I think they need to lean on that defense. But I think that defense is capable of going out there and, and leading them to three wins the way that they've been playing and the way they played against Alabama. All right, the Texas homer uh, has made his first appearance on Locked on Longhorns. Hopefully it's not his last appearance on Locked on Longhorns. But y'all know where to find him because most of y'all watch all of his amazing videos. But if they haven't yet, if they've been under a rock, homer, tell them where they can find your content. Yeah, just go on YouTube, type in Texas Homer. You'll see my profile. You'll see all my videos. I think there's 120 or something there for you. So just check them out. Yeah, and as he said in his Twitter bio, punts are turnovers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Longhorns. Jonathan Davis, your host. Enjoy the UTSA game. And if you see me there, holla at me. Peace.